welcome back to uh, Simple Answers. Uh, today is a uh, very exciting episode. We have our first outside of Kyle and Gerard guest joining us in the bunker. Um, and we're going to be talking about a, I would say, current controversial topic, even though I don't really think it's all that controversial. Um, but we'll get to that. Um, so if, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, awesome. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't. If you're listening to us on uh, SoundCloud, even better. And uh, hit that big old follow button. Uh, Kyle does all the, you know, online stuff with me. So if you want to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 1787medianetwork. And uh, on Twitter is at 1787medianet. So what we're going to be talking about is uh, the topic, the, the broad topic of uh, transgenderism and the whole uh, umbrella topic uh, that I would say encompasses that. Um, so, Jay, I want you to introduce yourself, tell us your story, tell us whatever the heck you want about yourself. I mean, Kyle's here, they know Kyle, so, <laughs> you know, he's whatever, but um, the floor is yours. So, uh, my name is Jaden Truskowski, I'm 25, I'll be 26 in July. Uh, I was born female, so I'm what you call FTM, female to male, FTM is usually what the term you see. Uh... I have been transitioning on May 10th. It'll be two years. Um, I am pre-surgery, so I've had uh, I've been on hormone replacement therapy. I the first person I came out to was my fiance, and she was unbelievably accepting. And um, after that, it was my parents, and they're unbelievably accepting. And uh, then her parents, and then more family members. Uh, I was originally born as Nicole Truskowski. Uh, so shortly after I started, you know, talking to my, it's, it was sort of like I lived a couple months of what it would be like to be Jay Truskowski and started using more male pronouns before I actually medically started to, um, transition. So one of the big things a lot of people asked me was like, how did you, how did you know about, you know, this was for you? And honestly, I can say since maybe like early puberty since I can really like remember consciousness like pull memories that I never really felt happy with what I saw never felt happy with the gender I was mm-hmm. uh, stupid things people don't think about like um, being able to do sports with the boys like I always wanted to do football and I you know I just wanted to be one of the guys do sports with them uh being like in gym class, I never felt comfortable being in the girls' locker room, and trying to make that sound as non-sexual and innocent as possible. It wasn't because I wanted to be with boys in the boys' room. It was because I felt personally like I don't belong in here. Mm-hmm. It's I I can't. It's uh, topics difficult to describe unless you're actually there. Um, but it's and just I- like you don't you don't feel like. It's almost like if you were to put yourself in it, just think about your mentality and who you are right now, and then just completely swap your outside gender. Mm-hmm. It's it's the way I can best describe it is the highest form of emasculation you can imagine. Okay, so like that was one of the hot button topics mm-hmm. that it seems everybody's you know congregating to at least that I've found when, in reading in you know is. Is the whole pronoun issue? Is the whole you know is is sex and gender the same thing, or are they completely different? Mm-hmm. And when 
like you, you said it was early puberty mm-hmm. that you that you figured it out. You knew like, hey, this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of people are saying, you know, we should. One of one of the topics I want you to see to hear your opinion on is the whole kid issue. Mm-hmm. You know, should a five year old be going through puberty blockers and and all this other stuff, or or you know, and and I feel like we'll get to that. Like there's I. There was a whole lot of, we wanted to hear your story, but then I also wanted to hear your opinions mm-hmm. being on that side of the story on some of the hot button issues. Yeah, you know, because I have my opinions, he has his, everyone out there has theirs. And like I was talking earlier, you know, I in no way represent the entire trans community. I feel like there's so many different variation of transgender right now and um, it seems it would appear that I don't meet up with a lot of the stereotypical trans community. I have been kicked off quite a few Facebook sites for viewing my opinions. Mm. um, I don't necessarily stay to one side, the left or the right. And um, some of my opinions on the topics are very different from a lot of people who are in the trans community. So I don't really fit in a lot. So it's nice to be able to talk to people on different ends and get, different right. opinions and people who would actually reach out to speak to somebody who is actually living a life of right and trans. and i think um you know if kyle wants to get in on it he's been kind of silent but um <laughs> i think a lot of it is just either misinformation mm-hmm. or people just don't know yeah. you know they're being told you need to do this but then they're asking themselves why yeah you know and um, then you got your hardcore people on the left who are like, just do it. Right. <laughs> and right. then everybody else was like, but what? <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Like, one of the things that, that like, I could care less. Um, I'm very open. If you want to go and go from female to male, male to female, whatever, I don't care. You know, that's it's your prerogative. It's your body. It's not going to bother me, mm-hmm. you know. Um but I'm always curious as to why the, not you, but the community itself is saying you have to accept them. You have to do this for the small percentage of people. You have to do this. Well, what if I don't want to? Not saying me personally, but the opinion out there is what if I don't want to? You can't force me, you know, to like my neighbor. Yeah. You know, if I don't like my neighbor, he's going to have to deal with it. Like yeah. me, I don't yeah. like one of my neighbors. He knows I don't like him. He's going to deal with that the re- until he dies because I'll <laughs> outlive him. But, you know, it's it's interesting to hear that perspective yeah. because I could care less what people do with their lives. Like, we're in America. You should be free to do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Just don't force it on people who don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. At least that's my opinion. Um, so, so <clears throat> one of the most frustrating things to me is when I talk to people on the left or the right or wherever they, they fall in the political spectrum, and it seems like they just stay in their own bubble and they only get their news from one side, they only get their information from one side, and they, right. don't, they don't listen to the opinions of others. So Jay and I had met <clears throat> uh, working together at an agency, and um, I had seen his posts on Facebook all the time about his transition and everything, and, and I had gotten in a debate with somebody about transgenderism. 
And I kind of felt like that person in my bubble because I've never talked to anybody trans. So I um, asked Jay if we could have dinner together and discuss it. And he was very open with me about everything and very willing to educate me on his opinions on the issue, his, his, and things that he goes through in his transition, he went through in his transition that most people, even people on the left or the right, whatever, don't know about. So, um, you know, I'm very thankful for that, and I'm really happy that he's here to join us tonight. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys, for having me. Oh, no, it's, it is definitely our pleasure, because one of the big things when we started the network was bringing, like, topics that people don't want to talk about to a place where we're going to force you to listen. No, I'm you know? all about education. That's one of my biggest things is people ask me all the time, and sometimes I feel like I almost annoy people with my social media posts, <laughs> but I don't really care. Yeah. But, uh... One of the biggest things is people are always like, you know, why are you talking so much about this? Because a Mm -hmm. lot of people who are, you know, they meet me and um, a lot of people say the same thing. Like, wow, I would have never guessed that you were ever female. Mm -hmm. Like, I would have never known. And they say the same thing. Like, the people who are in the trans community are like, like, why are you so open about it? Like, you could easily be stealth. Like, you could live your life and nobody would know you were ever a female. Right. And I'm like, that's the point. I like to shock people, and I like to put my information out there for all the people who can't mm-hmm. and for all the people who won't. And it's not to say, you know, I'm going to show you, like, I'm going to show you the LGBT community, and I'm going to, you know, make you aware, and you're going to, you know, I'm going to force you to like people like me. I don't care if you don't like me. I don't right. care if anybody doesn't like me. I'm just going to live my life who I am. But if I can help mm-hmm. open people's eyes to the actual trans community as as opposed to what you're just seeing on CNN or Fox News or these big right. media. The extremes just, on either side. Yeah, the right. extremes. And it really is. There is no middle ground. It's no. either you accept them or, like, you don't. Like, oh, wow, you're you getting know? all your information about about the trans community from Caitlyn Jenner because <laughs> she's a real, you know, peach when it comes to the trans topic. Yeah. Right, <laughs> she's right. Great. And... And that's where, you know, it would be interesting if you're willing to share some of that that kind of stuff that we don't hear about. Like, all we ever hear about in just the general community is, okay, you know, you're going through transition. Okay, well, you know, is there, is it just, I feel like dressing up as mm-hmm. the opposite sex and that's my transition or is it something further? And I think everybody has that, that step to where they'll go. Yeah. Um, there are there are so many different variations of what people you'll find people in the trans community um, feel like they've reached their full transition um, at different stages. Mm-hmm. Like some people will identify as the next gender but won't do anything for mm-hmm. for medically transitioning. Some people will only be on uh, hormone replacement therapy and that will be their that will be their end. Like right. That's all they want to do. Um, and there's some people who can't medically transition. So you'll find some people who start um, HRT and they'll start testosterone, but they have uh, cardiac problems or mm-hmm. uh, certain allergies to the oil base of the medications where they can't medically transition. Mm-hmm. Some people are not eligible for the surgical procedures. They don't, they're not medically healthy enough for them. So it's all a difference. There are people who don't want to and there are people that do. And there's actually a lot of things people don't realize there's like uh, there's kind of a hot button topic in the trans community of people who 
disagree with other trans people for not meeting certain standards. So, for instance, um, I plan on full medical transition. Um, but there's a lot of people like me who feel that the people who are out there making statements who are still, you know, they're not, they don't want to take HRT and they're flaunting their female figure and they're just doing certain things to grab attention to themselves and, you know, it's, it's almost hard to explain. People who are constantly talking about how they're transgender but they're still wearing dresses and, mm-hmm. you know, doing all sorts of stuff and like wearing makeup and they're like, well, I'm a male and, you know, if you call me a female, you're an asshole. Right. And, and that was one of the topics that I wanted to get your opinion on was the whole sex versus gender mm-hmm. and this whole thing of there's, there's you know, two biological sexes, but then there's 900 million genders. Whatever you feel like describing opinion, yourself, that's what you are today. In my opinion, there are two biological genders. And right. for me to say that in the trans community it's like makes me like an abomination. <laughs> well, no, I, I would... From literally watching videos, reading articles, you know, doing a, a lot of things to try and be at least 1% prepared for our conversation today. It almost feels like that. You, you, will, know? you will find that most, and this is going to sound like another asshole comment. <laughs> this is why I get <laughs> You will find that there are most transgender people, whether they're FTM, female to male, or MTF, male to female, are more like me. They're stealth. They want to fit in. They have felt the same way I have, where they're absolutely miserable growing up. They've gone through rounds of anti-anxiety meds, antidepressants, therapy, thousands of dollars spent every year for them to still feel like crap. Mm-hmm. And then they finally start this transition, and then it makes them feel like who they are. And they're coming off of these medications, and they don't have to go to therapy anymore, and they're not suicidal. And they're finally starting to fit in and live their life as being male. And then they watch, like myself and these other people, watch these people who are saying, I'm transgender, I'm I'm a boy. And they're jumping or running around the streets with skirts and makeup on. And right. It's, it's almost infuriating because well, you see these people who are like me who are just trying to live their life. Like, um, it's like most people like me don't want to live their life as a, as a billboard. Right, right. Like we just want to fit in. Right. It's like somebody with anxiety. You know, I don't see people with anxiety going around rattling bottles of Prozac and stuff like, <laughs> I'm anxious. Like, well, I feel like there are actually a lot of, it's, I was going to compare make the comparison that there are some people who pretend or say that they have a certain kind of mental illness almost for attention and flaunt it when, right, they, when they don't actually have right. that. Like so. anything, you always, you're always going to have, and it's, it's difficult because you're always going to have people who are going to... Um, they're going to exaggerate it and they're going to abuse certain things because there right. are people out there with whatever medical, you know, mental health stuff they have, whether they have problems with, you know, wanting more attention, anxiety, depressions, uh, anything, there's going to be people that, you know, maybe they try it and it's not for them. Sometimes people will go through a full transition and then they will literally, it's called detransitioning. Right. They will go back. And, you know, if it's not for them, it's not for them. Mm-hmm. Whatever, but they don't. It's a very hot button topic where if you're in the trans community and you don't agree with everything in a lot of these groups, you'll find in a lot of people, uh, different people in the trans community, you'll pretty much be excommunicated. Right. It's, uh, 
Which which is kind of sad because it's all you're all looking for more or less the same end, you know, the yeah. same end game. You know, everyone wants to be accepted and everyone wants to just live the life. Yeah. You know? Um, but I feel like some of these people, it's it's not wanting about to be about accepted. It's about wanting to prove somebody else wrong. It's about wanting to, you know, say I'm a victim and scream at somebody else. Right. <clears throat> victim right. culture is huge nowadays. It is yeah. really huge. It's, the victimism is, is unbelievable see lately and it's it's everybody everybody like i'm a huge believer in the fact that just because you're special doesn't make you useful everybody has (laughs) everybody has a story well and that and that was one of my uh, when i was talking to my wife about you know how i like i was explaining to you upstairs i come off brass a lot so i was trying to form sentences that didn't sound horrible last night like i want to you can say i want to ask this how would I put it in a way that doesn't make me look like a dickhead? Kind well, you, of you are a dickhead. You I know, I know. <laughs> but I didn't want to come off as it like, boom, There's nothing right in your you face. can say to me that will So, <laughs> but, um, you know, if, when I was talking with, with uh, Jess, we were sitting there going, okay, you know, I want to hear your opinion on when you figured out Okay, being a girl isn't for me. Mm-hmm. You know, how old were you about ish? Like 11, 12, 13, somewhere around there? It's tough because it's such a, it's like a more of a broad spectrum question. Right. It's, I remember, it's probably since puberty 10, 11, 12. I remember, I, it wasn't necessarily because you're innocent. Like, a, you can't, like, as a 10 year old, be like, I'm not meant to be this gender. Right. Like, it's just, right. it's not a, it's not a thought process, but I can remember. Being absolutely miserable that I couldn't participate in the normal activities that boys in my age were doing. Mm-hmm. And it was even stupid stuff, like stuff you don't think of. Like I would watch the boys go run out to the pool or out to the lake and they'd be in their swim trunks. Mm-hmm. And I was in a bathing suit. Right. And I was, I hated it. It was miserable. Yeah. I remember being, uh, my mother dragging me into the girls department at JCPenney trying to get me to put on you know, Easter dresses and Christmas dresses and, you know, new school clothes. And it was like, I don't, I don't want to wear any of this. Right. I actually right. used to have my cousin smuggle me in clothes from his house <laughs> to school and he would give them to me in the bathroom and I would change. Yeah. So I'd put on a pair of jeans and a t-shirt and stuff like that. But right. So do you think, um, that that kind of sense when you start to, to get those types of like thought processes and feelings and, and just kind of um, all-around sensations, do you think that's more of a biological thing? Or do you subscribe to the whole, like, gender dysphoria, like, notion that a lot of medical people say, like, all of this is just gender dysphoria, and then there's the whole other argument of it's biological, and it's built into everybody? I believe, I, I really wouldn't be surprised if there was, was something they find and I know this is such a, a new topic for a lot of people when it's coming to, you know, actual look, uh, scientific research and stuff like that. But I really wouldn't be surprised if there was something biologically, you know, uh, something within the brain. Mm-hmm. That a hormone is, imbalance or some kind of mental... Yeah, something with the, the brain of somebody who is actually... Um, I'm, I'm going to say it, real transitioning. Yeah. Right. And there has been a lot of um, 
at least research, I don't know, you know, like studies and stuff mm -hmm. that I was reading that actually say like transgender brains are different from heterosexual brains. Yeah, unfortunately, you know? the, 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 control so groups, the control groups are so small that it's not really accepted yet. And exactly. it's, it's also because it's really hard to find people who, you know, it's want like to picking, talk about it. It's like picking a needle out of the haystack. It's hard to find people who actually have the issue compared right. to people hey, who, like, you pay were me enough, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, there's plenty of studies. And, you know, I mean, there's studies for suicide rates, you know, how, you know, the, the popular opinion is you get, um, you get your, you know, transition surgery, and now for the first year, you see suicide rates plummet. Well, mm -hmm. great. But then you look at like the 30 year look and they stay exactly the same. Mm -hmm. But then there's refuting evidence, you know. So is it there's so much data out there. And I mean, statistics, I can make it's, up a statistic now, put it yeah. on Facebook and everyone will believe it. Yeah, you'll have 20,000 shares in 24 hours. <laughs> exactly. So it, to me, statistics can only go so far. You know that 98% you know? of statistics are made up? Exactly. That's what I was getting. <laughs> you know, so I would really like to see, like, actual so research. Say, like, statistics are bullshit, and, like, anything it comes to, it's it's, it's difficult because it really is a case-by-case -case basis, and there's so many different things. For instance, like, when it comes to the military stuff, when there was the whole ban on, you know, transgender people are no longer in the military. Another reason I got kicked out. Which I'm actually but like, really interested to hear your full opinion on because if, if Gerard was here, that was his topic that he really wanted to talk to you about. So, um, one of, you know, I have two friends who are transgender. One of them actually lives, like, right down the road from me. And he is FTM. Uh, he's going, he's already had, he's on HRT, he's had top surgery, he's had uh, hysterectomy, double oophorectomy. And he was, he served in the military. Mm. And he was there for the same purpose that majority of other people are in the military for. He had a long line of military family background. He wanted to and had planned on serving his country for a long time. And he was there to do what every other uh, soldier is there to do. Right. And the majority of people who are trans that were in the military are there to do just that. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I do agree with um, not necessarily making it and on all transgender people from being in the military, but I believe it should be on a case-by-case -case basis because gender dysphoria is a diagnosed mental disorder. Mm -hmm. With, like anybody, if you have anxiety, if you have depression, you're not getting into the military. Right, right. So I understand that, but then I say that, and people are like, you don't think transgender people should be in the <laughs> right, military? Right, they take it to the right. My they best friend! The I'm like, right. but that's why I believe it should be on a case-by-case -case basis. It's difficult, but I have to say within the trans community, I've always seen these people who are setting up GoFundMes because they don't have, uh, they're in an area where their insurance doesn't cover their surgeries and stuff, but I've never seen somebody who is like, I'm going to join the army so I can get top surgery. Right. I've never seen that either. Right. <laughs> and that's, that's what I feel like most of the people who dissent against them being able to join the, the military are afraid of is this like... Um, unicorn of a trans person who's going to join the military yeah. just to get like that's crazy like, like to si this sign up. person is going to sit down in any uh, what are they called the the mess hall or barracks or whatever no even or, when you want to sign up for the military oh uh, the recruiters like, yeah he's this person's going to sit down at any recruiters building they're going to be like get out yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you already you're not going to make it through maps yeah like, my, my personal that. opinion is like I, I, 
I myself did not sacrifice that for my country, and I respect anybody who does. So who am I to keep somebody who wants to make that sacrifice from doing so? Right. If they're really that mentally screwed up that they're just trying to do it so they can get a quote-unquote free transition, then they're going to end up getting Kicked weeded out, out at some point. Right. Yeah. They're not going to make it through. Right. But when it comes down to it, there's a lot of people who are like me who are stealth, who, you know, these people you see on the streets every day that you would never have guessed that this person went through transition. They're really just trying to make their life what they always pictured it in their head, and they're they're there for exactly the same reason everyone else is there. But at the same time, I do understand, like, if it was ever come down to um, you were not able to sign up for the military because of gender dysphoria, I mean, it is a diagnosed medical condition. Right. So what would be... Like, how would they weed that out, though? Like, what? again, that goes back to the difference of where does gender dysphoria start? You know, like, yeah. if, if I go in and I go, hey, I'm a female, I'm going to go into the military, is that it? Or would they consider, you know, your situation gender dysphoria? Like, there's so much I, gray area in the whole umbrella subject. That's why I kind of understand why he was just like, no transgender, because it is right. such a broad spectrum. Right. And it is so difficult, and it's tough to be like, like you know, sit two transgender people down in a uh, an office, and we're gonna be like, we're gonna take you, but not you, because you're transgender. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I understand. Yeah. I understand right. how that difficult that must be, but um, at least if anything, I can get out of this for people to understand that the people who were actually were in the military that were transgender are still are. They're there because they want to. Yeah. They're there because they want to be there for their country. They want to do what they can for their country. Right. So And more power to them. Yeah. Yeah. So you said that <clears throat> your feelings started at a young age and we were talking we were trying to say how we're gonna to try to bring this up in you know later in the podcast, but so your feelings started at a young age, but you didn't start transitioning until recently. Mm-hmm. So what's your opinion like we were saying about how younger like kids, but you know, five, thirteen, fifteen, what's your opinion on people that young trying to transition? So um, in New York State we do have a rule that medically transitioning cannot start until the age of eighteen or ten or stage two puberty, which I completely agree with. I don't believe in anybody allowing you to medically transition under the age of eighteen. It is um, it's a long process and honestly to this day I can remember how much I changed since being eighteen. Mm-hmm. Heck, I can remember how much I've changed in the last couple of years. I was a flaming, Obviously. <laughs> flaming leftist in high school, so yeah. I totally, <laughs> totally agree with you there. It's uh, and how old are you now? I'll be twenty six in July. Okay, so I do believe in uh, therapy. I believe in if you want to start identifying with a different name and maybe trying to identify as just the other gender with saying, you know, I'm male, and if your school the child's school accepts it or if they're homeschooled just trying to mentally prepare yourself for a transition Mm -hmm. and being in family therapy I believe in that but when it comes to the medical transition no no because you really don't know uh, puberty does a lot to the body right yeah and And there's so much that can happen within puberty Right, and right. To, you know, try to just don't take. Know. It seems like you're you're saying like try to take like slower steps into it instead of yeah. just jumping right into the transition because there are people who do it and then regret it and then some things you can't go back. Yeah, see right. if you know, see if there's some things where you know, mentally for now, if just identifying as a as a male or female for whatever you want to transition to, 
is seeing if just mentally putting yourself in that place does anything for you, whether it's actually not going the way you planned or if it's actually making you happier. Mm -hmm. And then once you start, you know, you know, you know, once you get to the age of 18, once you get in New York State, if this is what it's been going right for you and it makes you happy, then, then pursuing it. And I, I think what, what I was thinking about last night with the whole, you know, waiting until you're, you know, outside of teenage years or 18 or, you know, you're a consenting adult at 18. You can vote. You can do whatever the heck you want at 18. You're saying you're an adult. But you can't you drink. Know. Well, <laughs> they do anyway. But, you know, if you really look back, you know, teenagers experiment. Like, that's the whole point of being a teenager and yep. young 20. You know, you're going to experiment in social structures. You're going to experiment. Like, I could go out. I remember, you know, experimenting with alcohol. Sorry, Mom, experimenting with pot. <laughs> like, you know, there were there were things where I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to do this because I'm, you know, 17 and I haven't tried it yet, so I'm going to try it, you know. Um do you think that there's a lot of that in in that whole, like, Absolutely. oh, well, yeah, you know, I think I'd like to be attracted to girls, so then you try it, and then you're like, oh, no, that wasn't for me. Yeah. You know, or you at least placate it until you're like, okay, I grew out of that stage. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. honestly, if we're going to be completely honest, I think uh, mental health clearance, at least in this state, it's so, it's so difficult because it's uh, transgender with coverage and actually being able to... Be approved for transitioning is so difficult based on it's so different state to state um i think at least in new york state the mental health clearance to transition is way too easy mm -hmm. i sat down in an office two times before i was cleared to medically transition wow. so what is so like you know we all live in new york state so you're familiar with new york states but and of course different states can vary but what is the the clearance process like to say, you know, if we want to go buy a firearm, there's a process. We can all, you know, mm -hmm. say, okay, I get a background check, I fill out paperwork, you know, I can bring it home and, you know, I have to X amount of days or, or whatnot. Like, it, does New York State have the kind, like, you know, have a safety process like that? All kind I have of to thing? do is be diagnosed gender dysphoric by a psychiatrist, licensed psychiatrist. And then from there, so the first step I took was I spoke to my primary physician. I said, I living my life as few months as actually um, identifying as male and seeing how I felt and um, speaking to family about how I, what I planned on doing. And I went from there. She recommended me to a therapist, uh, the therapist who actually knew nothing mm -hmm. about transgender anything. I actually taught him more than anything. <laughs> Which I'll tell you, it seems to be a norm. You know, yeah. like I said, misinformation and just not knowing anything. I, I seems taught to him be about what transgender is, and it was. I mean, he was a nice guy, very fantastic, and I think he he seemed like he was very impressed with my knowledge base on the topic and the fact that I'd been doing my studying. But then I think about the fact that you know somebody who's eighteen who's coming in right off, you know, who's I think about what I was eighteen. I was a fetus, mm -hmm. like <laughs> <laughs> like somebody who's coming in right off the rip who sees all this stuff on social media like ah lgbt power i'm trans like you know i've never i'm you know not happy right now but it could be depression i'm kind of dysphoric but i don't know if i'm gender dysphoric mm -hmm. like 
I'm going to try this, and I worry about somebody like that going to sit in in some of these offices, and then just being like, you're clear for endocrinology. Right. So it is it is interesting because um, I think some people don't like to talk about how there are some point parts of it that are very easy to do. Right. And I don't know if it should be that easy. I'm happy it was that easy for me because I feel like I, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm transitioning very well. Very happy with myself. I used to be on antidepressant and anti-anxiety meds. I completely weaned myself off of all meds. The only medication I'm on now is testosterone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say, just sitting down with you for the last, you know, twenty-five minutes or so, it seems like you have a very level head on your shoulders. Like we're not, you. we're not arguing about like semantics or this, that, the other thing. Like literally, I would say eighty-five percent of videos that I watch, if this is brought up. The other person's like jumping down your throat. And it's like, well, let's just have a discussion. Yeah. You know? Um, I honestly wish there were tenfold more people like you <laughs> <laughs> out there. Like it would make our job so much easier just talking to people. Yeah. You know? Um, especially because it's a hot button topic. Now, it whether is. it should be or not, I don't know. But it's it's very know. broad spectrum and it's difficult. But what I think a lot of people what I want to get out of this for people to realize is just like anything like um i'm i was religious i was baptized and confirmed i was my mom was my sunday school teacher i don't come from a life of blasphemy and my parents weren't shooting heroin into their arms (laughs) like i came from a very i came from my parents are still together um i had an older brother i had you know and church goers accepted you Oh, yeah, my church yeah. was fantastic. So, God I, forbid that that yeah. argument's out there. <laughs> I, yeah, I still talk to a lot of people from my church. Um, they're all fantastic people. They're all super loving. My mother's side of the family is very uh, Italian Catholic. They all accept me. Um, I mean, there's not really... If there's anything I can get out of this, it's that there's there's good people and bad people in everything in life. There's people, mm-hmm. even when you go to work, there's people that are great and there's people that you hate. Right. There's people who are like, I am licensed to own a weapon. I have weapons. Mm-hmm. I went hunting with my dad all the time. Right. There are people who own weapons that are fantastic people and they have safes and they teach everybody in their family that you know this is a weapon this is not a toy we're going to sit down and teach learn how to use this weapon and there are a-holes out there that you know have their weapons wide open and you know they're showing off on social media right all the time and just inappropriate and there's good and bad people in the trans community there's people who use it to be to make themselves look uh different or there's there's people there to get attention and stuff and, it and I'll be honest from the people. I, those are the people that I hate yeah me like, too you know it, just because you think you're different doesn't make you special yeah exactly and just because you're special doesn't mean I give two rats ass about you yeah, like absolutely you know and I wish that opinion was more wide, widely accepted like you want to impress me learn something right uh, you know develop a trait or a skill or do something do something for the community. Do something for your country. Something like that. Right. Just because you're, you know how to, you're identifying as a male and know how to do winged eyeliner. I don't give a crap. Right. <laughs> just because just because you're born a certain way doesn't doesn't Bravo. make you interesting you. or right. Why don't you go learn how to do a skill or help right. somebody in the community? Go right. Do something. 
you really are aren't like anybody that I've ever talked to before, at least from this perspective. <laughs> like I could see why you've gotten kicked out of websites yeah. and stuff. But honestly, <laughs> when it comes down to it, I'm not very different from most people who are in the trans community. Like a lot of the people who are actually going through the transition are just like me. Mm-hmm. They have been miserable their entire life. They have finally found something that makes them reflect who they are on the outside. They're starting to acclimate themselves into their new gender and be happy and you would never know. But most right. of those people are self. Unfortunately, yeah. Know. Unfortunately, it's pe- people like you who are and the people you're just mentioning who are m- more silent about it and right. aren't vocal. It's the people yeah. who want attention who are the most vocal. So both sides get that they're getting, extreme. They're right. getting the screaming liberals with rainbow <laughs> hair and <laughs> well, no, it's true because you know we're we're gonna run out of time this one. So, I'm if you can stay, I'm hoping that you can stay for a little I've bit. I've got we, nothing going on today. Okay, so awesome. So, I, so what I'm gonna do is I'm actually gonna stop it now because I want to start talking more about the political side, not just like the medical science and you know feeling type side, just mm-hmm. to see your opinion on certain things Absolutely. in that spectrum. So. Um, Jay's going to be with us uh, next week as well, which is absolutely awesome. So, guys, uh, be sure to uh, like and subscribe uh, to the YouTube channel. Make sure you follow this, uh, the SoundCloud. And uh, till next time, guys, stay strong.